Hello and welcome to the First Francisca podcast. Ooh, uh, I am so excited to be here. Today <laughs> we're interviewing Ariella Saitlin Hoffman. Let me introduce you first before you show your gorgeous voice off. Ariella Saitlin Hoffman has been playing the violin for 20 years and teaching for 10. She has a master's in violin performance from the Jerusalem Academy of Music and Dance, and she loves to perform, create, play violin, teach, record. She has been flown in internationally many times to play and share her music with people all over the world. She was born in Baltimore, Maryland, and she started playing the violin at the age of seven. Her grandfather, Tzvit Saitlin, was a very well-known violinist, and he put a lot of effort into helping her become a great musician. She switched many teachers over the years, but she always came back to her grandfather, who gave her a productive and terrifying session that always whipped her back into shape when she got lazy. At the age of 17, Ariella moved to Israel. She made Aliyah, where she studied with several different teachers and found her incredible professor, Michael Geisler, who led her through her bachelor's and master's program. Ariella was awarded many times. She got scholarships and played for some of the most famous names in the field. She also attended the Musical Academy of the West of Montecito, California, and the Perlman Music Program when they came to Jerusalem. So welcome, Ariella, to the show. It is so exciting to have you here as our first guest. And it's so exciting that there's a first guest that you've got this awesome space. <laughs> oh, French. So Francisco. you just had this awesome interview last week. So I'd like to work off of that interview. We have so much information about your background and your music video, uh, your, your videos that you post of you playing that are going viral. You're really hitting up some numbers there and you have a crazy fan base that's following you everywhere so I guess my first question would be just to get it out there the elephant in the room I know you are an orthodox female and we have the Kalisha issue and you did perform on the Israeli voice I wanted to know what your thoughts behind that were and I know you have your explanations for those who are curious um, would you like to share that with us? Um, great. So elephant in the room. Okay. First of all, I'm, you know, I'm Orthodox and I, you know, Orthodox in whatever, you know, capacity that is, you know, I, um, whenever you see me, um, I know you were very surprised when you met me that when you discovered that it's all shaito. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's true. um, uh, yeah, I'm covering all my hair and, um, and you know, the truth is that I went on the voice I did speak to Rav Bigman before I went on The Voice, and uh, Rav Bigman is the is the Rosh Yeshiva of Yeshivat Malegilbor. And just in general, you know, there's what we say is Shivim Panim Torah. There's seventy opinions for every you know for every concept. There's seventy opinions, and um, and the truth is that I went on the show because I wanted to go on the show. That's the very like bottom line when they contacted me it was like you know I was like okay I want to do this so let me you know let me ask and see if this is you know this is something that I can do so they contacted you you didn't reach out to them and apply right they saw some of my videos um they saw my video I did a video with my cousin and they thought that it was a very cool concept that we sang and that we played the violin um and and basically, and basically, when it comes to when it comes to Kolisha and singing 
there's a lot of different halachas and there's a lot of different parameters and people that want to go into that learning. Maybe, you know, one time I'll do a class on all of the inyanim of Kulisha. But at the very, you know, the very end of the day, it kind of, it, it depends what you're doing with your voice. Um, and it depends, you know, what, you know, what your motivation for creating vocal music is and uh, what kind of music you're, what kind of music you're making. Um, and whether you're, you know, what your motivations are and whether you're trying to do a good thing with them or if you're just trying to, you know, satisfy your own egotistical needs <laughs> or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, so is that... Does that more or less cover the elephant in the room? <laughs> I think so. Um, so you said you give shiurim. Can you tell me more about that? So you live in Beit Hamash, right? Um, okay, so I don't really give shiurim, no. <laughs> I, um, but, but I could give classes on things that interest me, that I've learned a lot about. So have you done that before? Have, I've done a lot of talking about things. Oh, I've never okay. officially given a class that people showed up to. Okay, well, maybe maybe we should start that because I'd love to learn from you because I know you have videos that went viral and I really want to know how that happens. Okay, what, what part of what? What did you want to know how what happened? Okay, so which was your first video that got, like, the most views you've ever gotten? Don't you have um, a so the first the first video that I ever made that really um, wait wait let me think yeah okay so the first video that I I ever put out that was that got really like a lot of hits was when I was I was nine months pregnant and I played the Mendelssohn violin concerto I was thirty eight weeks pregnant and oh um, and I played a whole concerto with a women's orchestra. And I and I had it filmed. I brought in a videographer to film the whole thing, and uh, and it was shared on you know on all the Jewish networks. That was the first quote unquote like viral exposure that I got. Um, and uh, and and I mean there have been very like various various things that I've done. Um, no, you know what? Before that, actually, so the very first viral video that I was involved in was an idea that I had um, that I didn't, I was not the person to pull it off in the end. I kind of gave the idea to somebody else. But there was a flash mob in Hadassah Hospital um, where, we, where we brought in like an orchestra and we, um, like, like an orchestra flash mob in the hospital. Oh, and wow, we did it, so you know, cool. in order to, that's you know, that's... bring joy and for Yoma Simtovim. This was when I was still a student. And, um, and I was, you know, I was part of planning it and I was part of it. Um, Anna Shapiro really did, you know, she ended up doing all the work because I'm an ideas person. I'm not so good at carrying those ideas oh, out. You are very good time. at carrying these ideas out. But hold on. Is an orchestra flash mob your concept or have you seen it somewhere? I saw it and I said I wanted to do it. I suggested it. And then my friend, you know, helped me pull it off. Cool. It was the first time it was done in Hadassah Hospital, and it was like a lot of good exposure for Hadassah. So, um, yeah. Okay. So cool. that was the first video that I ever was involved in, um, and I, you know, I and I've had a lot of, and I've had a bunch of different videos that have had exposure over the past couple of years. Um, 
you know, there was that one. And then there was one, like I said, when I was nine months pregnant, I played Mendelssohn violin concert with orchestra. And that so, video got, you know, like know, 10,000 views or something from like the Israel Video Network shared it. And there was just a bunch of like Jewish networks that shared it. And then uh, that one it. got a lot of exposure. Um, okay, cool. And different things. I mean, just there's been a lot, like a lot of different things that have happened. Very cool. So I remember you posted recently that there was – you posted about your experiences after being on The Voice, how there was – it was such a high and you got so many comments and, and so many people reached out. You also got some hate and there was just so much going on. It was such a high and then it sort of all, you know, quieted down and – you know, people went back to their real lives and it, the depression, mm -hmm. you know, whatever that low is for, for, for musicians hit. And um, could you elaborate more on that and share a little bit more with the people out there? What kind of, you are such, you know, an amazing person. I spent a little bit of time with you and you just have so much energy. I can't even imagine what a low would feel like when somebody's around <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. That's really nice. Um, Okay, well, first of all, first of all, anytime that you're you're doing anything with social media, it feels like to me, like there's, you know, anytime that you, like you post something, for example, you know, you post something, people see it, people react to it. There's a, there's something that happens in your brain. It's like dopamine, like just rush into your brain. Yes, and, um, and, and then, you know, then there's people who are really addicted to social media. Um, and I, and I have to like, and I have to like restrain myself after I post something. I have to be like, okay, I'm going to turn off the phone now and I'm not going to look at it because I always know that there's going to be a, you know, there, there's going to be a tension. And then I also have this feeling like, well, people are, you know, they're expressing their thanks to me. So I have to s express my thanks to them and I have to, you know, they write something to me and I'm like, oh, I need to respond to them. I need to make sure that they feel appreciated because they're appreciating me, you know, like, um, um, anyways, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a kind of vicious cycle. So you kind of have to, you have to pace yourself. And I think that, you know, the voice was just basically that same exact, you know, that same exact rush and, you know, fall. Um, it just was probably bigger because there was, you know, it was a higher you know, high. You know, so what do was, you do? It was just more. It was there was just more of everything. There was so, more exposure. There was more like newspapers were more interested people were you know people were calling me from all over the place like you know it was really nice but it was over fast <laughs> it was over really fast um did anything did any monetary success come of that or like when you have your very highs on social media does that ever come out in uh, something financially beneficial for you or is it just buzz my question is basically, um, your fans, are they supporting you beyond the likes and the comments? And if you, if this was a platform for you where you could just tell your fans what you would want from them, for what kind of support you really need from them, what would you tell them? Okay, so first of all, the main, the main way that I'm, that I'm relying on my fans is that when I want to do a bigger project, and I do a lot of small projects that don't 
require a lot of energy from me. You know, you'll see a lot of Instagram posts and, you know, things where I'm playing or things that I'm like, I write something or I post pictures, you know, but, but then I do bigger projects that require money. And you know, this you know, as well, yes, <laughs> everybody. I do. um, it just, you know, we do bigger projects and those bigger projects require money. And in order to do those projects, and I actually haven't done any in a while, um, in order to do that, you need funding. And, um, and the way that, you know, and the way that I have funding is there's a website called patreon.com where, you know, where it's basically like a, a crowdsourcing platform for ongoing, for ongoing creators. So my ideal is to, you know, be releasing, releasing videos pretty regularly, professional ones, you know, where I've, you know, I've recorded it well and videoed it well and all those things cost money. So, so that's, you know, my, my hope and my business, I'm like, I'm, that's my, my dream is that I'll build that up to the point where I, I can really, you know, I can really make that, um, that make that my reality. Right. And uh, and it's on its way. Thank God. Thank you to all you amazing, amazing people who are listening in right now. I really, <laughs> really appreciate every. You know, you know, I have people who can, you know, who can support with. You know, they give me a dollar per big project, and uh, you know, every every little bit helps. And the truth is, every like helps, and every share helps, and every it comment does. helps. It really you know? does. You know, it 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 really helps. Everything helps because you know if I'm. If I want to, you know, get my message out and I want to, you know, share something, something awesome with the world, it's, it's, it's hard to do it just on your own. So. For sure. You definitely need the support system. We need you guys. Anyway, so my next question is, I heard you want to start working on your first album and you want to crowdsource it. Are you, did you already start that? Mm, um no so my question really is what's the program what's the plan what what is this album going to be um you know what's the vision for this so complicated well I want to hear all the details and I'm sure all the listeners I'm I'm very complicated because I have so many different directions that I'm going in and that I'm working in and that I'm and I, and that, you know, one direction is more, you know, satisfying one direction. I know I have an audience, um, but you know, it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily so monetary. So, okay. So let me like say the first thing is that right now, the main source of my business and my income is performing for religious women audiences all around Israel. That's my main, that's what I'm doing mainly. I have a bunch of different shows that I do. Um, I have a pianist that we do, you know, a duo and it's kind of like half educational, half comedic, half, you know, we put in a lot of Jewish songs. It's a lot of fun. We so you cover a lot, of fun. a lot of, most of the music is covers, are covers? Well, covers and, you know, we throw in Original. classical music. Oh, like classical. we do a lot of, we do a lot of uh, combining classical music together with, you know, Hasidish music, which is like very fun. So we'll go from like an upbeat Hasidish song to like, you know, Winter by Vivaldi, like, and, and then go back and, uh, and, you know, and then afterwards we'll talk about, you know, the chord progressions and we'll, talk, we'll just, you know, we'll educate the audience. 
and uh, and we're doing that a lot in schools, and we're doing it basically. I mean, we've been invited to a lot of different places to do it at this point. And that's really that's, cool. I mean, and then as a violinist, I work also like um, backing up a lot of uh, a lot of you know women singers. Um, so that's like my main source of income right now. That's amazing. Um, that's really amazing. Yeah, it is really really cool. <laughs> so the teaching violin is the side thing. You're not making. Most of your income on the teaching, you're doing it on the performing. Um, yeah, I I don't I I was hoping to make more with the teaching, but um, but I yeah, I'm not teaching so many hours. Um, so yeah, I'm not. It's not my main. It's not my main thing. But really uh, cool. of course, I teach, and uh, I've got students, and uh, and that's part of it. And there's a part of me that's like, okay, well, I should, we should make an album, me and this, you know, pianist together. But, but the music that like, I feel like is mine is not that music, <laughs> which is why it's, it's complicated. Cause I do this show that, you know, I'm, I'm doing this show for this audience and, but the audience is not huge. Like there's a limit on how much I'm going to be able to, you know, profit and how long this is going to also run, how long the show will run. Anyways, what I'm working on right now is an album, um, of, uh, electronic mixed with violin. Um, it's That's got awesome. some using looping, like, um, more, yeah, like trance and uh, house. Very that's, cool. that's what I've got right now. I've got like three tracks that are in the making with different producers. And, uh, yeah, that's the direction right now. I kind of, you know, I'm always surprised at what ends up coming out <laughs> of me. I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I'll be like, oh, that's interesting. That's exciting. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. So you're you're hoping to rely solely on crowdfunding to produce this project, right? So if you're listening um, right now and you want to hear Ariella's awesome music, go on to Patreon.com Patreon and support Ariella for her project. Gosh, Ariella. Yeah. Right? Thank you, Francisca. Yes, of course. <laughs> And wait, let me just talk about something else that's really, really exciting. Okay, hold on. Can we save that for the end, though? I'll save it for the end. No okay. problem. So I have one, two more questions. One is, how did you meet your husband, and how does your music life and your public life uh, affect your relationship? And if you want to share something personal, feel free to go there. Okay. Okay. So my first of all, my husband, I have to say, is that he is so he's so supportive and he's so like he's he's supportive, even though, you know, he's not he's really supportive of me and he really believes in me, even if he thinks that social media is silly. <laughs> You know, even if, you know, he, he, he thinks that, you know, he's very supportive of all of my goals and all of my dreams. And obviously, you know, it affects our family income. So it's, you know, it affects all of us. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, all I can say is that he's like, he's super supportive of it, even if it makes his life obviously more complicated. So it does um, make his life more complicated. Did we establish that? It makes his life more complicated because I'm not the woman, I'm not, you know, I'm not staying at home, um, cooking and cleaning, 
and uh and it's just not you know I'm like running around all the time and and my schedule's not and he has to rearrange his schedule and we only have and we have one car and you know and we're just we're both running around all the time so yeah it would be you know probably you know what can we just erase all that stuff that I just said no we can't but you could tell us how you met him and if there's anything romantic about it I'd love to hear all right all right that I got I got like the romantic um Okay. Okay, so how did I meet my husband? Okay, so basically, I was walking down Benny Huda Street. I was like a 20-year-old student at the, by, at the Jerusalem Academy of Music. And I had a bunch of friends um, who were hanging out in uh, Kikartzion. Oh, I haven't been to Kikartzion in years. There used to be this uh, platform there that people just kind of sat around. Um, then they knocked it down. Now it's all flat. But, um, anyways, they were sitting there. It was Hanukkah and uh, Hanukkah nine years ago. Wow. A long time ago. And, uh, and he was there with them. He was their madrich. Um, they were in uh, Orsameach and he was the madrich there at Orsameach. And I, and I just saw this redheaded man with a guitar and I just said, wow, I'm going to marry him. (laughs) <laughs> I just like went through my head and um and and I did. Oh wow. <laughs> that that's super not short. Immediately. It's almost like not the Disney shows. But, like they just saw each other, they fell in love and they got married all within two sentences. Well, it didn't happen in two seconds, obviously. Like there was you know, there was a lot of stuff that happened in between and you know, in order to you know it's never so simple to just, you know, get married. But um but, uh, yeah, we became friends after that. Um, but I always kind of had it in the back of my mind that I'm marrying him. And uh, and then I did. <laughs> so he, he's a musician, too? He is a musician, but he doesn't work as a musician. Um, actually, now that we, we – he's – I mean, he's been doing this, like, singing rabbi stuff for a while, you know, um, where he'll go and he'll, like, give classes together with um with singing and you know and he'll kind of lead people like lead people in singing comes it says he's married off a couple of people um that's very cool uh yeah so that's what um that's yeah that's what he does that's how you met uh, and how that's how you fell in love and how long did it take from when you saw him for the first time till you got married or till you got engaged um, a year and a half, no, two and a half years. It was two and a half years because, I mean, we didn't start dating right away. Mm-hmm. We were friends, right? We were friendly. And um, and then, okay, fine, I'll get if you want to get, like, really specific. No, when like, you're, who you know, asked when you're you out? Vague, who said? When who you're took vague, it from friends like, to, you know. You know it's nice because I can be like, okay, it's just like a fairy tale. So we were friends. He moved up to Tzfat. He was in Tzfat, and I came I loved going to spot for Shabbos and um and then uh you know and we would see each other always when I was there and uh and then people started suggesting that I date him and uh and uh and then you know I kind of needed him to you know to suggest it also you know it needed to come from him in order for it to happen so then uh so then you know at at a certain point he finally suggested it to me and then that was it. The rest was history. 
And that's that's more of the full story. But it's still, I'm mean, still pretty cute. <laughs> definitely like, cute. I, Your story, the way you perform, and <laughs> that you are, it's very, it's amazing. I love, oh, to, I love, I love to watch you play. It's just so mesmerizing. Um, and You're so we'll, nice. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know. Don't tell me you say this to all the girls on your show. <laughs> you are the first girl on the show. Um, I know. Well, you'll have I'm, to listen to the other ones to see what I tell the other I, girls. I will. I will. Believe me. Well, yeah, we'll close up with our collab release that's coming out soon. Everybody, this is so exciting. So Ariella calendar is super cool because when I reached out as a total fan asking if Ariella would play on one of my tracks for my album, she said yes. And I was so surprised because people don't usually, like people I admire online don't usually like say yes to me when I ask them for stuff online. Well, I'm sorry. Wait, once again, you just like collaborated with, with Leah, Leah Goldblatt. Oh, wait, what's Godfried? her name? Gottfried and the Layers Project. I mean, if you're going to talk about, you know, well, reaching now, out to people online all, and asking them for things. Okay, then, so let me just uh, clarify I would say that you're something. pretty good at that, girl. Like, <laughs> Well, I had to start somewhere and you were one of the first. And, um, and usually when you want to hire someone, they'll say yes. You know, so I guess right. maybe yeah. it's not so... Uh, surprising that you said yes, but I wasn't realizing I was hiring you when I reached out. I was just looking, you know, let's say I would say, Rihanna, I want to, I want to hire you. Let's do clap. She'd be like, even if you want to hire me, we're not doing this, you know? And I don't know That's why so I said Rihanna. Yeah, you don't, you don't see, you don't see these famous named people like doing collaborations. Well, they do it with, with each other. Uh, Justin Bieber collabs with everybody. Right, that's true. Everyone else that's famous. <laughs> anyway. That is true. Yeah. Um, and we could just close up with anything you have to – I know you did that on your other interview also, but if you had, like, piece of advice – I know you're a very smart woman. What would your advice be? Even if you can't do it yourself, but you'd want to share it with others or with other aspiring artists and musicians what would that be what would my advice be yeah like if somebody came to you for guidance and say like you know this is what I want to do it's just so impossible to sustain yourself doing this anyone you know people like what I'm doing but they don't want to pay me for what I'm doing what would you tell them I you have to be crazy to be a, want to be a musician and I, I, I'm, and I'm saying that not in like a, you know, maybe you are crazy, you know, whoever's listening. Well, I don't think people <laughs> maybe want you are to be crazy. musicians. I think they're born but, musicians um, sometimes. But, um, but like, it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy life and it's, and it's, yeah. and it's a real, it really means you need to put like all of your effort into it and with no, no, no uh, promises that you're going to make anything back. So that's why I would say that in general, you know, that, that, um, that, yeah, it becomes a business at a certain point, um, you know, cause you, you know, you need to make a living and, and if you can make a living through music, that's amazing, but not everybody can cause also not every, not everybody has the stamina to do it. So 
I don't know, my advice is, is uh, hold your breath and just start. Okay. Sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to start over. Cause I do have good advice. I'm just like, I'm tired and my brain is everywhere. <laughs> All right. So some, some advice for performers, something that I've discovered recently is that people want to connect to you. They want, they don't just want to hear a nice song. And it's not just that like you have a great voice. You'll see people and you'll, you'll hear people and they don't have the best voices of anybody that you've ever heard. But what makes them unique is that they've turned themselves into a, a brand or an experience. People know that they're going to go to this, you know, this, um, this show and they're going to have a good time or are you still there? Yes, I'm listening. Oh, I'm sorry. taking notes. No, I'm kidding. Anyways, so they know that they're going to have a good time or they're going to have an emotional experience or they're going to, you know, they're going to enjoy themselves or, you know, that people are going and they, and the way to get that, like to get people to want to come and see you is to find a way to connect with them that they, they know you. So right now, like I would say that what you're doing is amazing. Like having a podcast and saying, so the people who are going to listen to your podcast to connect with you as an artist. So they're going to want to also hear your music because, because the music comes from you. The music doesn't come just because, Oh, she's a good songwriter. Oh, she's a good violinist. Oh, she's a the music comes from a person who has a soul who's trying to give what they have to somebody else. So I would say that that's something that, you know, recently I feel like I've, I've put a lot more effort into making people, um, into connecting with people, into putting out not, you know, into putting out talking videos, um, um, where I'm talking about my thoughts. Yes, you're doing where plenty I, of that. Every day you put something. I, Right? I, I try, I try to post, um, yeah, most days I try, I don't like, I don't make it all days, but I, but I, but I do like, I put it and I put my effort into doing that. Cause I think that, I think that that's the most important thing as a musician is that, you know, that you're giving of yourself and, and people don't know what that self is. They don't know what it is unless you tell them. <laughs> so like, you could be like, here's my beautiful song. And then they'll be like, okay, but we want to like, we want the whole package. So I would say, like, find your own unique way to kind of put yourself out there. Um, and that's and that's the way and that's the way to get successful. And that's really like um, that's from what I from what I see on the Internet is that, you know, whether it's a podcast or it's Instagram or it's photography or, you know, art or, you know, there's there's got to be more to you than just your music because people want people want to connect to a person and not just to a song well you're definitely doing a great job at it and thank you for sharing your wisdom (laughs) with me and everyone else who is interested in this topic and by the way the show is not just for female musicians we're also going to hopefully include male musicians because there's a whole nother perspective we're also hoping to gain some male followers just because you know if, if we don't have if we don't have you know a male audience to sing in front of at least they could listen to all our problems you know and the successes sure. so thank you so so much Ariella for making it time out of your super busy schedule to be 
a guest on my first podcast, The Francisca Show. Wow, it was so exciting. I'm looking forward to hearing all your different interviews. And uh, this is a lot of fun. Thank you so <laughs> much. And I'm looking forward to our collaboration. I Guys, know. next week our collaboration is coming out. How is the edit going? The edits? Um, it's going good. Okay, I can't uh, wait to see a I, first uh, cut. You look beautiful. Thank you. So do Shettle you. Shake, girl. Shettle Shake. That's actually, Ariella made that up. We should maybe, like, trademark that. Shettle Shake. Basically, yeah. I had a... Uh, I had a we had a mix up on which day it was going to be, and I gave my full to be washed the day we were supposed to do our music video in Achlaot. So I ran to my friend who has a similar color fall that actually Ariella drove, and um, and then we we used a scarf just like the way Ariella wears it with her uh, with her shadow. So we sort of have a matching look going on. And uh, we look like we're sisters, right, Ariella? Totally. Um, yep. So the shtetl chic, if you would like to adapt that design and that style, feel free to... I'm letting you know, girl. I'm making t-shirts. Oh, Ariella's making shtetl chic t-shirts. To order yours, please contact Ariella Zaitlin on Facebook, Instagram, or any other social media way, forum. Uh, and check in with us next week for our next podcast. Have a great day. Bye, Rockstar. Have a great one.